Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. You're listening to Business Brunch, and on today's show we're talking to the General Manager of Rookery Hall and somebody who's been in hospitality all his working life. Today in the hot seat, we're pleased to welcome Mr Tim O'Sullivan. Tim, welcome to Business Brunch. Thank you very much, Des. Good to be here. Tim, you've developed a successful career in hospitality and over the last 30 years, you've worked for some of the bigger hospitality brands uh, along the way. So tell us about your journey so far and why you enjoy hospitality so much. Um, well, I, uh, as soon as I left school, I didn't go to uh, university or college. I, I actually came to England from Ireland with a friend of mine. I guess a little bit unsure about what we wanted to do, but uh, I started working in a hotel when I uh, when I came here first uh, as a waiter uh, in a fine dining restaurant, and uh, almost immediately got the bug for uh, hospitality and hotels. Um, I, I mean, I grew up in, in Southwest Ireland, so to, to learn about fine dining food was a million miles away from from where I was brought up, but I found it really, really interesting um, and loved it. And, and then the whole guest interaction and the whole service element of what we do in, in hospitality uh, really, really bit me. So I got the bug immediately. And the training and the introduction that I got from that uh, hotel company and in that restaurant was, was just brilliant. And that's what set me up really uh, in, in, in this industry and, and set me up in, in a career in hotels. Um, they really supported me, sponsored me, put me through college. Uh, and I worked my way through up into into junior management uh, and then into into senior management thereafter. So so I had a good grounding. Um, and it, it, like I said, it set me up, uh, uh, you know, in a really positive and really positive way. And I think what's really enjoyable for me about hospitality is just the variety. You know, I'm not I'm not an individual who could do the same thing day in day out. I, I can't sit in an office. I'm I'm quite restless. Um, and the fact that working in hospitality, I get to look at so many different things and get involved in so many different things from dealing with guests, dealing with team, looking at marketing and sales and finance and uh, and leisure and conference. And I mean, there's a whole range of different things. So no two days uh, are, are, are the same, a wide variety. And that for me is what keeps it really interesting and why I enjoy it so much. And the, your enthusiasm clearly comes through when you, you're talking about the work. Um, presumably that made it an easier journey because of the qualifications you have to you have to get and all the training, the rigorous training you have to go through. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and the training is very much on the job, as it were. So you're working with people who actually do the job. So whilst I went to college and, and you know, I did get a qualification that way, a lot of my learning was done uh, throughout my career working alongside people who already do the job. Um, so you get a really good insight. Like I said, the training is really important and a critical part. And, and that worked in my favor and really helped me because I was I was able to actually do as I was learning. And uh, for me, that was that was quite important. That's the way I learn. And that's the way I learn best. So. So, yeah, getting involved actively um, was definitely a big plus. And as you changed jobs with different employees, were you move, moving up the ladder? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and and again, that's one of the real advantages of hospitality um, is that there's lots of opportunity to progress and move up the ladder. If you apply yourself well, if you work hard uh, and you're willing to do it, then, then there's 
there's loads of opportunities and uh, I was very fortunate after that that hotel company I started off with was a hotel company called Crest Hotel which later became Holiday Inn in the UK um, and after that I, I moved to a company with Whitbread um, which you now know as Premier Travelling and I worked with them for, for several years but I joined them uh, at the very early stages when they were still a very young company and I was part of the team that opened up the first Premier Inns in London um, so we, we uh, like I said, opened up the first Premier Inns in there and that was a, a relearning experience we opened up a brand new hotel in a brand new marketplace um, and Premier Inn went from strength to strength and continued to grow um, so to be part of that team in terms of opening up new hotels over several years was really exciting and just added a different kind of string to my bow as it were and gave me something else to learn and something else to understand because opening up a new hotel is extremely challenging but really really rewarding and uh, really really enjoy that aspect of hospitality also yeah i mean you've got to get so many things in uh, right before you open the doors it must be a real nail biting experience that no, absolutely, and uh, and you know you 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 test things and you try things and you set the team up and you train the team and you know you get all the standards in place and you get everything in place as much as possible. But until the door is open and the first guests come in, then you never know if everything is going to work. And and you know it's happened on several times where a guest walks in and the, the computer crashes or you know the lock on the door doesn't work so they can't get in their bedroom or there's always some hitch or some hiccup that happens but but that's part and parcel of opening up a new hotel there's always there's always one or two little snags that you have to work your way through but you know guests are really good and understanding because they they understand that it's a brand new hotel and how we deal with that and how we how we manage that with the guest and it's it's rarely a big issue really but we just have to work through it but yeah we're always on tinder hooks when the door is open for the first time <laughs> Okay, so moving on, you're now at Rookery Hall, uh, and it's got a lot of history attached to it. Built in the early 1800s, now over 200 years old, and was originally owned by a merchant banker uh, that's still trading today, which is quite interesting. Tell us a a little more about the history of the hall, uh, and why Julia Hand, who's the chief executive of Handpicked Hotels, found the hall and its surroundings inspirational. Yeah, so the, the, the rookery was built back in the early 1800s, 18, 1816, and uh, it was built by a, a very wealthy landowner locally called uh, William Hilton Cook, and it was on an estate of 500 acres at that time. Uh, and he owned it for around around 50 years before he sold it to the, the Von Schroeder family. And that's the banking family, the merchant banking firm that you're referring to, um, which are, are still very well known uh, in, the, in the city of London. Um, and it stayed in their family right up until the 1940s when, when again, um, he sold it on. Um, and it remained a private home up until the late 50s. And it was at that point that um, it was... It, turn into a small hotel and a restaurant um, and it remains obviously uh, it's obviously still is a is a hotel but it's gone through several changes over the years uh, it always had a reputation uh, back when it started first it was owned by um, a family called the Nortons um, who, who set it up and it was really well known and famous for its hospitality and for its good quality food and that's a reputation that we've tried to, to build on and to, to obviously to retain. And then it, it over the years, um, was taken on by various different hotel companies um, and it, it had various different extensions and the room and bedrooms built onto it right up until Julia uh, took it on in 2000 and 
one. And uh, I mean, we're part of handpicked uh, hotels, and there's 19 hotels across the UK, um, and uh, including the Channel Islands. And uh, all of all of handpicked hotels are quite unique. Uh, they're quite different, um, but they all are really really beautiful buildings and beautiful hotels and they all have acres of space around them and they also have a charm about them um, that really allows us to to build and to develop a, a real genuine sense of hospitality when people uh, come come and stay here so and i think that's what appealed to julia when she first bought it uh, back in in 2001 and presumably because because she finds them inspirational and they're set in so much land they must all develop their own character. Yeah, they're all very different, all very uh, different histories uh, come from, you know, there's, 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 for example, there's a hand-picked hotel um, in Sutton Coldfield, uh, south of Birmingham, which is the only hotel that's got a moat um, around it uh, in, the, uh, in the UK. And then there's various other different historical buildings right across, uh, right across the hand-picked uh, estate. So, yeah, they all have their own interesting history, their own interesting, their own interesting character. Um, but they all offer that real warm, comfortable hospitality where you can just kick back and relax and, and enjoy. Today we're talking to Tim O'Sullivan, the General Manager at Rookery Hall. Tim, as General Manager uh, of the Hall, your overall responsibility amongst all of your other tasks, and I'm sure they're many and varied, is to ensure that it runs like a well-oiled machine. So tell us what it takes to be a, an effective General Manager and how you've made a difference since you joined the company in 2018. Well, yeah, I joined in 2018, so I've been with the company uh, a year and a half. And, uh, I mean, there's lots of moving parts um, in, in a business such as, as Rookery. And this year of all years has been one of the most different, interesting, challenging years that I think I've ever experienced. And it does, it, it has had an impact on, on us as a business and it has had an impact on, on how we wanted to develop the business. So it has slowed us down a little bit um, in terms of what we what we did want to do. I think, you know, I'm very fortunate here in that I've got a, a great management team. So to ha- be surrounded by, by a great team really does, really does help. Uh, and they look after their all individual departments. So, so that really helps and our communication between each other is very, very important to make sure that everything is running well and communication generally right across the whole of the business is critical to ensuring that it runs that it runs well um, and I think to be effective as a general manager then that's there's a lot of plates that you've got to keep spinning and um, in order to do that then if you if the communication breaks down or if there's a lapse in communication that's when I find that things need to or that, that, that that's when things can go can go wrong I also think it just takes a lot of energy. Um, you know, there, like I said to you earlier, there, there's no dull moment here, and there's constant, there's constantly something exciting or something happening across some part of of the hotel. So it's being engaged and being involved in that, speaking with guests regularly, hearing their feedback, understanding what they want and what their expectations are, and then reacting to that. Um, you know, so that going forward we can make things better so it's a, it is a journey of, of continuous improvement um, just so that we, we constantly keep ahead of our guests in terms of their expectations So I know you've only been with the with the company 18 months uh, but you must feel as though you've got your feet under the table now 
What are some of the major decisions you've made whilst you've been there that you feel have made a difference? Yeah, so I think, again, because we closed for three months this year, you know, you get that opportunity, which hotels never get really, is that opportunity just to, to stop and take a breath and look around and really take decisions around how the business is operating, what's going well and what's not going so well. So, so I did took the opportunity to do that, uh, to, do that to do that this year. Um, so some of the things that we've done here is, um, we, you know, I, I, one of the things that I really loved about Rookery when I first came here was its potential. It kind of struck me that we have a beautiful hotel here and what else can, can this hotel offer and what more can we do with it? So um, I've been asking the company to refurbish uh, various different parts of the hotel since I arrived and, you know, the company been really supportive in helping me get that over the line. So we've had a massive uh, refurbishment here in our bar and restaurant. We've refurbished some of our bedrooms we're just about to undertake a refurbishment on our main conference and banqueting suite. We're doing some work on the external grounds and gardens, um, you know, and that's just the tip of the iceberg because there's more to come in, for, in, 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 uh, in, in refurbishment of additional uh, bedrooms. Um, I've also looked at the leisure club and our, uh, our offering over there. Um, and again, we've done some refurbishment work up there, over there, and we've added new facilities or additional facilities like our our uh, steam room and uh, and our sauna where where we've added new uh, new facilities in there so so it's a case of evolving the business constantly um looking at how we can make the product better um and then really thinking about what areas of the business there's more opportunity so i looked at our leisure club in terms of the number of members that we have there and what we can do to attract more members um, the weddings that we do here you know and what can we do to attract more weddings so we've we've been looking at that as well so so there's things like that that we do to, to drive the business but we we also have to have a really good product in order to be able to to meet guest expectations and for them to come back again this is a podcast from the cat you're listening to business brunch and today we're talking to tim o'sullivan the general manager at rookery hall in nantwich tim Delivering outstanding customer service is absolutely critical in ensuring the future success of Rookery Hall and requires outstanding staff. So share with us how you train and motivate your employees. Well, you know, our team our team really are the heartbeat of our of our business. You know, they are the people who will make the difference between success and failure really and we're very fortunate here with the team that we have and um, you know from a business point of view recruitment is always a challenge and recruiting great people is always difficult but but once you get those people uh, in into into the hotel uh, we then start working with them to ensure that we give them everything they need to deliver for for our guests um, and so there's lots of different training that they go through from their induction learning about handpicked to all the health and safety training as you can imagine which would be quite important such as um, fire training and food safety uh, training so there's lots of training uh, kind of statutory training if you like that that our team have to go through and then training in terms of standards and service you know how we deliver great service to our guests from the minute they arrive through to having a drink in the bar, dinner, breakfast, um, and so and so on. So all of that training is really, really important, and it's it's ongoing. It it never stops. You know, it it it's, it rotates. So once you finish one bit, you start the next, and it it just keeps going and going and going. And that's really, really important that we that we do that. Um, and I I think it's important for the team because. 
the team need to know what they're doing and it's very important as an individual that you feel that you know what you're doing obviously when you when you're doing your job so so to train a team um is, is really important because putting them into a situation where they don't know what to do is very unfair um, and should never and should never ever happen so so all of that training is real part a really important part of their mo- of their motivation all that training is, is very expensive so it's important that you 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 hold on to those members of staff and mm-hmm. um and and create a, a sense of loyalty H- how do you do that again it's you know we have created a culture here and and we are very much i believe um a a family you know we kind of create this family feel where where we do work and support with with each other so there's a culture here which i think people enjoy being part of um being part of the handpicked family also you know there's lots of of perks i guess that uh, that the team gets so for example the team can stay at other handpicked hotels on a on a staff rate they can also take family and friends with them at a heavily discounted rate. So they get the opportunity to experience other hand-picked hotels um, as, a, as a guest. Uh, and that goes down, goes down really well. The, they also have the opportunity to, to earn extra holiday days, uh, depending on their length of service. So as their service increases, then they, they, they accrue more uh, holidays. So they, they earn more, more holiday days. And then we do lots of uh, recognition um, and, uh, you know, it's having people on the shoulder for a job well done. Um, and we do like employ the month and all the usual kind of things that you'd expect uh, us, us to do. So so keeping them engaged, keeping them up to date, like I said to you before, the communication that goes on across the business is critical. Um, and that's really important. So so keeping them up to date, keeping them in the loop with what's going on around around the place and recognizing them for doing a, a great job are all really important factors when and keeping them engaged and, and keeping them here. So staff churn in, in the industry can be quite excessive in, in part. From what you've said, it sounds like that wouldn't be a problem for you. It's always a challenge. And uh, I think hospitality generally, you know, team turnover is is or has been historically you know, pretty high when compared to other when you compare to other industries, um, you know, and that's just a fact. That's just a fact of life. You know, it can be quite transient. Some team will come here for a period of time, you know, whether that be six months or a year or, or, or a year and a half, you know, then then and will only stay for that period of time before they move to another part of the country or, or they move to uh, another hotel. So, so there is uh, there is a transient element to to our team. Um, we also have team here that have been here for years and years and years, you know, so the longest member of my team, you know, Josie works in, 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 in housekeeping, she's been here over 20, uh, over 25 years. So, so, you know, we've had people here a long, a long, long time as well. So it's, it's a case of getting that balance right about keeping the team um, engaged and keeping the team, keeping the team fresh, but it's not easy. And um, it's, it's, it's an ongoing challenge. And if we don't get it right, um, and we don't look after our team properly, then our team will leave and look elsewhere. And and that again is just a fact of life. So for me, it's a really important part of of what we do because, like I said at the beginning, you know that they are the heartbeat of this business. And if if we don't get that right, then it does it does affect and impact on the business. And that's what we have to avoid. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So, uh, moving on, Tim, uh, selling food, which is something that you you obviously put a lot of effort into, mm-hmm. is heavily regulated and adds another administrative layer to to your business systems. 
tell us what you have to do to ensure that you meet the rigours of current legislation. Well, food preparation is is obviously, um, you know, we, we, is really, really important. I mean, it's critical. I mean, serving food to guests who come in to, to eat in our restaurant, um, you know, they want to have a good time. They want to enjoy the food, but they also want to be confident in knowing that they, that food is served from a clean and hygienic kitchen. So we have really strict measures here in terms of of that and what we do. So, so firstly, when food is delivered into the hotel, it's got to come in at a particular temperature. All that is checked and it's stored away immediately as soon as it arrives. Um, and it's all segregated with different, uh, various different foods stored in, in different areas. So you live your dry store area, you live your freezer area clearly, and then you live your fridge space, which, which again you just segregate different, different types of food um, so that it, it doesn't mix. Um, the kitchen, as in the chef and the team in the kitchen, uh, go through a series of checks um, throughout the day where they will check temperature, they will check dates, um, they will check uh, fridge temperatures uh, and food temperatures, they'll check cleanliness, and they'll have various different checks that they make throughout the day. There'll also be very strict cleaning regimes which they undertake right across the kitchen from all of the space, from floors and walls, to um, to the equipment that they use, and that's signed off and checked by uh, the chef every single day. And then once a week, I will do a full audit of the kitchen with the head chef, where I walk through the kitchen. We check for cleanliness, we check dates, uh, you know, temperatures. I check everything uh, in terms of all of that detail to ensure that I'm comfortable that all of that is as it should be. So there's a lot of checking to ensure that all of the food is at the quality and at the level that it needs to be at. And if we're in doubt or there's any 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 element of doubt at all with regards to uh, the quality of food, then um, it's it's uh, put in the bin. Basically, we don't we don't use it. Um, so so there's quite a lot of checks that we have to go through just to make sure that everything is everything is okay from a, a food hygiene point of view. And you're clearly getting it right more often than not because you've won two AA rosettes. Yeah, from the A, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So remember the A, the A come and they, they audit us um, annually. So again, because of the year we've just had, we haven't had an audit, audit this year, but, but I'm anticipating that we'll have one in the year coming. Um, and they come unannounced and uh, they go through a whole experience of, um, of making the reservation, arriving, checking in, staying over, having dinner and breakfast and so on. And, and they will go through the whole guest experience. And, and after that, then they, they announce themselves at reception. And they they come and say, right, I'm from the and I'd like <laughs> I'd like to speak <laughs> to the general manager, please. <laughs> and that's when I go, oh no, here we go. Like, uh, and then <laughs> uh, and then I go and uh, we sit down with them and the chef, and they give us some feedback, and they tell us what was good and what was not so good. Um, and uh, and then uh, they they, uh, they they issue the the stars, and you can you can know you can earn various different star ratings uh, and various different uh, rosettes with your food offering. So so uh, we're a four red star hotel, and uh, we're we're two two a rosettes for our food, food in the restaurant not unlike an Ofsted in education and uh, yeah. uh, but, it, but it must be a real shot in the arm for the staff right, when you receive uh, awards like that Oh, absolutely. I mean, there is a, you know, we all know, we all hear when, when, when uh, the EA auditor announces um, and then there's just a, a massive collective sigh of relief and a, a bit of a celebration when, when the news goes out that, uh, you know, we, we've, we've, we've kind of achieved what we set out to achieve. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, a moment of celebration.
Okay, stay with us, uh, and we'll be back with Tim to learn a little more about how they coped with COVID-19. And that's just after Wichita Lineman by Glen Campbell. Tim, tell us about this track. Well, I, I you know, I, I have to say I'm a bit partial to country music, and uh, I've, I've grown up listening to it, and uh, Glen Campbell was always blaring out on the radio. And, and I, I mean, I could have chosen any of his songs, really, um, but this one, uh, which I always have great difficulty in pronouncing, is one that I just uh, takes me back to uh, takes me back to my childhood, so really enjoy it. Today we're talking to Tim O'Sullivan, the general manager at Rookery Hall in Nantwich. Tim... Coronavirus, as you've already made reference to, has certainly changed the face of business in the UK. So share with us how you've adapted to the current circumstances and, more importantly, whether you'll retain any of the changes that you've implemented. Yeah, like I said before, it's been a really um, obviously strange year, um, obviously not just for us here at Rookery, but but for everybody. And, And having to close the hotel for three months was was quite strange and uh, I remember walking through this hotel on a Saturday evening and it was in, in darkness and, and there was no guests here and you know you, you really it does really bring to life the importance of, of of our guests and having people in this business because it is four walls and like I said our team really are the heartbeat but our, our guests are the lifeblood of of this business and and when either one is missing then you know it just it just doesn't work so so that really kind of brought home the importance of people to hospitality and to hotels generally we've had to adapt and we've had to make some changes we reopened on the 4th of uh, july after the initial lockdown Um, and we've really had to manage the business quite carefully so we've had to put a whole load of cleaning protocol in place um, as most businesses ha- have done in terms of checking temperatures on arrival, in terms of um, providing lots of um, hand gel, in terms of all of our cleaning processes that we use and really enhancing and making those bigger and better than they've ever been before. Um, so, we, And we're going to retain a lot of that after after things will eventually get back to normal because it was quite uh, quite important that we do that and, and give guests our conf- give, give guests confidence. And then we do things like uh, on arrival previously, you know, you'd register on arrival um, and we take your, your car details and so on. And now you can register pre-arrival um, so you don't have to, to do that um, when you when you get to the hotel other than to present your, your card. Um, and then departure very similarly, you know, we sort all that, that out with the push of a button um, and uh, we can email your uh, receipt onto you afterwards. So it's it's little changes like that where we, we've restricted the contact really with with guests um is one one of the areas or a couple of the areas that we've we've developed in and then in terms of our 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 food offering as an example you know we've we've obviously been in various different tiers and we've had various different restrictions and guidelines that we've had to follow um and at the moment we're in tier two so so guests can come in for a meal um and uh, and and a drink um but also we you know we've launched what we call our um home cookery by rookery which which uh, again we prepare all the food here and we we package it up and you can you can order on the phone um and you come and you you just pick it up take it home and uh, we give you all the instructions we also give you the chef's phone number so if you have if you got stuck you can give him <laughs> a call he, he's loving that um and uh, you know so we we uh, so you can you can you can cook a, a cookery 
meal at home and it's dead easy it's all prepared for you just pop it in the oven and, and away you go so so again these are things that we've evolved and developed uh, over the last few months and these are things that we're going to keep going with we're not going to change or revert back uh, once uh, once things do kind of eventually get back to back to normal so even though it's been quite an horrific journey some of these changes probably wouldn't have happened if it hadn't have uh, if we hadn't have had the pandemic no, no, absolutely not. And and like the, the last one that I've just mentioned there, the home cookery one, which is, is proving really popular, that that certainly I don't think w- would have happened. Um, but again, it just got us to think a little bit differently about uh, what we can do, uh, you know, to, to keep the business ticking over, uh, but also to make sure that we can allow uh, guests to uh, enjoy good, good, good quality rookery food. Okay. Tim, no business can stand still, and um, I'm sure you don't need me to tell you that. Um, Mm -hmm. And assuming that normality resumes during 2021, uh, tell us what you've planned for the future for Rookery Hall to ensure that it continues to grow its market share. Well, we're going to continue our refurbishment program. So, like I say, we've done quite a lot of that already, and uh, there's a lot more planned. So that's going to continue. So we're really focusing on developing and improving the the product that we we have here. Um, We are really going to focus on our leisure market. So up until, uh, well, pre-lockdown, 50% of our business was was leisure market. So that is, um, you know, groups or or individuals who come away for a leisure break, um, you know, whether it be a weekend or, or, uh, you know, midweek. And we're really going to focus on that and, and drive that a lot harder and a lot bigger than what we've done previously and you know we're working through some ideas around how we can enhance that and how we can really make uh, rookery a, a, a leisure destination of choice and in addition to that then for me going into 21 um, and again on the assumption that things do kind of revert back to some degree of normality um, then I really want to focus on our leisure club we've got an amazing leisure club here and uh, and a spa which uh, you know I want to really grow and develop and make more accessible to particularly the local people as well you know it is it is open for everybody so um, I really wanted to start talking more about that and pushing that a lot a lot harder and then our conference business is a really important part of what we do Uh, you know conferences and weddings this year haven't really happened Uh, next year is looking a really busy year for for weddings um, because we're we're just trying to catch up from this year but conference wise then there's an opportunity for us there to really develop and grow that up uh, as as an element of our business so so again I'm going to be focusing focusing on that so uh, that that must have been really difficult because obviously conferencing and weddings would be a big chunk of your revenue so have you just had to suffer the hit in regard to that yeah absolutely i mean there's nothing we can do the guidelines and the restrictions that are in place just simply do not allow us um for all the right reasons obviously but but just simply do not allow us to 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 hold those events and uh you know we've been working very hard with our wedding couples this year it's a real time and moment of anxiety for them where they've you know been planning their wedding day and now they've got to delay it or they've got to push it back by a year or or so and and you know we've been working with them to find alternative dates so that they can they can uh, rebook them at a later date and uh, it's been very difficult for for them but you know thankfully we've been able to kind of accommodate everybody really most uh, wedding couples into next year and into 2022 um, and we'll continue to do that as 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 time goes on you know we've no idea what's going to happen at at the early part of the coming year and uh, you know hopefully with this um with the vaccine now in the 
in uh, starting off today, then uh, you know it's uh, a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. So hopefully next year we'll uh, we'll start reverting back to some form of of normality. Okay, uh, Timmy, it's been a real pleasure talking to you, and uh, very interesting to hear about the the history of the hall and uh, and how it's being run at the moment. And we do hope that 2021 brings a bumper year for the hall and that normality will resume. If any of our listeners want to find out more information about Rookery Hall and hand-picked hotels across the country, tell us how they can uh, contact you. Well, obviously, uh, we, ha- we have a website, handpickedhotels.co.uk, and if you want specifically for Rookery Hall, then it's forward slash Rookery Hall. And, and in there, you'll find all of the information on, on Rookery Hall. But I also just wanted to take the opportunity, if I could, Des, to say that, that Rookery Hall is one of those places, when I speak to people locally, they tell me, yeah, I've been to Rookery Hall for a special occasion or attending a wedding. And one of the things that I really want to do going to 2021 is to make Rookery Hall far more accessible. You know, uh, everybody is welcome here. You know, we've got large grounds here where people can come, come just for a walk or they can walk the dog, you know, can pop in for a coffee. You don't have to have a meal when you come to Rookery. You can just pop in for a drink or a, or a cup of tea, you know. You can sit in our terrace on a, a lazy summer evening looking over the beautiful Cheshire countryside. There's lots of opportunity to, to just to pop in. And, and so everybody is welcome uh, to pop in and, and into Rookery at any time and uh, we'd love to see you and uh, uh, you know it'd be great to uh, to get more local people coming to visit us here at Rookery. Well I will certainly attest to that because my wife and I had uh, afternoon tea at Rookery Hall and it was wonderful. Oh fabulous glad you enjoyed us yeah. we just launched a new <laughs> afternoon tea actually so you're going to have to come back and uh, you're going to have to come back and try that. I, cer- I certainly will, because um, yeah. we en- enjoyed it so much. So yeah, the perks of my job is the the fact that when I ask the chef to do something new like this, I've I've then got to go and taste all these different ideas that he puts in front of me, which uh, you know I dread those days. Yeah, I'm sure you do. That's <laughs> a really tough job. <laughs> Tim, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you for coming on the cat today. Thank you very much, Des. Great talking to you. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.